You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. It's 6.28. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. I'm your host, Jimmy Moyaha. And interestingly enough, in 2018, on this day, Netflix crossed the $100 billion mark in terms of valuation. I wonder what they're valued at now. I'll take a look and I'll let you know later in the show. Uh, we're chatting to Fortress now. They recently got the green light uh, on the uh, share consolidation or the adjustment to their previous share structure. Uh, that vote took place and it looks as though it went off without any concerns there and I'm joined on the line by the company's CEO Stephen Brown to take a look at that and um, and some other developments from Fortress. Uh, good evening Stephen, thanks for taking the time. Uh, Two billion combined shares were in the market uh, before this and about 85% of them showed up to the meeting and it looks like it went off without a hitch. Yeah, thanks. Good evening. Thanks for having me Jimmy. It sure did. It was a uh a fantastic result, I think, not only for the company, but for both classes of shareholders and listed property in general to get that uh, rather unique and cumbersome structure out of the way and just get to a plain vanilla single equity share. Stephen, um, the previous structure prevented a lot of things and had a lot of issues. I mean, I think at some point, uh, if we remember, there was uh, the inability to pay dividend uh, that also affected the business, but also the fact that uh, this contributed to some of the developments that happened with the JSE and the loss of that REIT status. Is this something that now obviously comes back into focus to say, we've simplified the business, we've gotten rid of the headaches, uh, we're going to now go back to pursuing uh, becoming a real estate investment trust once once again? I I think the key is, and and what the shareholders have been yearning for, is we can now pay the dividends. So really what the structure prohibited was in certain circumstances, and that was really accelerated by COVID and the impact that that had on our business and our associates, was that drop of earnings below the Fortress A distribution benchmark prohibited us from, from declaring dividends and then that did lead to to ultimately a loss of REIT status but i think now that that prohibition has gone you know we can pay dividends to, to to the shareholders again um as soon as it's completed round about mid-feb and we'll release our results in, in early march and i think you know part of investing in in real estate and listed property is is that dividend yield so i think whether we're a REIT or not the ability for us to now to now pay dividends is just such a such a huge win and a big step forward, I think, for for the company and for unlocking value and and being an attractive investment to shareholders and prospective shareholders. Stephen, take us through this new simplified structure. What does it mean for those that held um, Fortress A shares and Fortress B shares? What does what does this new simplified vanilla structure look like? Sure. So, so what we got authorization to do on on Friday was to buy all of our Fortress shares our Fortress B shares back. So we'll extinguish all of the B shares. And for that, you get paid actually in NEPI shares at a swap ratio of 0.060207. So all of the Fortress B shareholders will get NEPI shares, and that'll leave us with a single class of share being the A shares. And because that's quite an unusual instrument, what we then have to do quite quickly thereafter, a couple of days, is convert the Fortress A shares to B shares. So ultimately what what will happen is the current B shareholders will just exit with NEPI shares and will be 100% owned by the existing Fortress A shareholders. I guess what what is a consequence of that is we lose roughly 6 billion rand of, of assets of our 
in the form of our NEPI shares. We still the largest shareholding there with about 13 billion. Um, so we do our gearing does go up a little bit, and we have slightly a slightly smaller asset base. But it's really of no concern to us. I think our gearing still sits at 39 to 40 percent. So it's it's um, fortunately we've got balance sheet strength to to redeem so much equity, um, which is a, I guess a, a benefit of what's happened with the NEPI share price and actually not paying dividends for a while. I was actually going to ask you how that impacts uh, the Nepi Rock Castle holding, um, but as you said, you still have circa 13 billion in exposure uh, on that front. So the the reduction yeah. down from what it was close to 20 billion to now 13 billion um, is just in an effort to obviously compensate the uh, Fortress B shares. Let's look at 2024, Stephen. What does this mean uh, for the business's plans? I want to get a sense of uh, where you guys are aligning the business and what your thoughts are on the property space in 2024. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a couple of factors that could potentially rock um, all markets, and I'm thinking about things like elections and things, but what's your outlook on uh, the property market and how are you repositioning uh, Fortress now? Now in 2024? I think the, the one thing that this won't change much of is our strategy. We've been quite clear that, you know, this is a, a, an issue between the, the different share classes, and I think we're delighted to see the back of that. And our strategy remains, Jimmy, that, you know, we're still rolling out a development pipeline of new premium grade, what we call logistics assets, which is really warehouses and distribution centers, continuing to invest in our um, rural and, and convenience retail portfolio, which currently stands at around around 10 billion. Um, we still have some logistics developments in Central and Eastern Europe, which we'll roll out, and then you know make sure that that we provide the support to to the team at Nepi, who will still be their largest shareholder, and that's been a, a powerhouse business. So I think very little will change with regard to our actual business strategy, and I think that that strategy has been been sound. Um, you know, and I think the one big change will be on the shareholder side, and I think the guys will be delighted to see dividends being being paid and declared rather than having to wait, you know, um, for us to to grow our earnings in ex- well in excess of the of the distribution benchmark. So I think I think we we have sh- happy shareholders, and I think you can see that reaction, that positive reaction in the market. You know, the shares are up sort of um, in excess of fifty percent over the uh, over the last twelve months, and quite significantly since. The vote went through certainly on the on the Fortress A shares, but as you correctly point out, lots of headwinds in our in our industry. You know, we've we've worn high rate increases over the last 24 months, which which hasn't helped both in euros and in rands. And then we've got you know the the macro events that we always have in SA, load shedding being being front of mind, and that's something that we've put a lot of time and effort into trying to fix to try and get as much solar um, as we can on our on our roofs and to try and you know help our tenants mitigate the the sort of real impact on their businesses with with load shedding Stephen, um, you touched on the offshore uh, side of the business, and obviously uh, Nepi's uh, involved in that a lot. Uh, what are you thinking of uh, offshore markets? If if your if your clients are looking to uh, diversify into property and get exposure to property that's sitting offshore, um, what are your sense around, or what are your thoughts around where you guys might be increasing your exposure, or possibly even looking at the the Chinese uh, property portfolios? I mean, those guys have taken quite a bit of a hammering over the last couple of months they have so it's not a market that i follow that closely but i think many lessons that we've learned 
is you know the key one is is just be careful of the the gearing mm. and i think a lot of real estate companies you know with interest rates being near zero for a decade they probably got uh, a little bit too hyped up with with too much debt and then interest rates started to increase and that crunches a, a lot of these businesses so i think that's something that we've been very conservative with and we've got a, a an office in in warsaw um and we have a a development pipeline of of warehouses in uh, in poland and we've got a, a warehouse asset in in romania we like that market because we also are familiar with that market with our exposure to to nepi rock castle which is in you know, sort of nine um, Central and Eastern European countries, most of which are in the EU. So we're familiar with that market. I think it's got a lot of fundamental aspects that we like, economic growth, I think nearshoring, um, you know, the, the general um, economies there have got relatively low debt-to-GDP debt to ratios. There are some exceptions, but I think, you know, it's, it's certainly a, a growth mode for us. I mean, I think Poland... Over the last 30 years, their compound GDP growth is second only to China. So it's been a, an absolute miracle there. So I think we, we still like focusing on that, but our strategy is to do the retail indirectly through our, our NEPI shareholding and then go directly into the, the logistics through, um, through our office in Warsaw. Speaking of offices, Stephen, how are you guys um, navigating this office portfolio uh mass exodus that we're seeing in the market the local market a lot of the property guys have been saying that office portfolios have had a lot of vacancies and they're learning a lot of difficult lessons from that uh, but you guys have quite a strong uh, office portfolio alongside the industrial uh, commercial portfolios and the residential things are you also finding that the office portfolio is a bit difficult or are you seeing a bit of recovery in that space i think strong is flattering to our office portfolio um, the best part about our office portfolio is, is that it's relatively small and the rate per square meter is low. So, you know, we've, we've been very, very focused over the last, uh, I would say, decade on just getting out of offices. Um, it's, not a, it's not a sector that we know much about. It's a very small component of our, of our asset base, sub 4%. Um, and, and I think it, it has been struggling. And, you know, because we don't have a lot of scale, we can't attract the tenants and we can't move tenants around within the portfolio. So our, the best thing for Fortress to do is just to completely exit out of office. And that's something that we have been doing over time um, and just focus on our, on our retail and on the, uh, the warehouses and the big box logistics assets. Everything seems to be in focus and uh, clearly the business is on track to, uh, emer well, has emerged as a renewed uh, business. And we wish you all the best, Stephen. Uh, look forward to getting a sense of those results and we see those dividends start to come through for shareholders uh, as the business continues to surge forward. That's Stephen Brown, Chief Executive Officer at a Fortress, giving us a sense of the updates around their consolidated uh, or the consolidation of their share structure and their capital structure and what it means for the business going forward. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.